subscribe, stay up to date. Episodes drop every other Monday. Welcome to the Matt Watch That Podcast, the place for reviews, rants, and randomness. I'm your host, Matt Sarosky, filmmaker, film fan. Each episode, I'm going to watch a movie or TV pilot that I probably should have seen but never got around to. It could be a recent favorite, critic's choice, or cult classic. To join in on the conversation, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed or suggestions as to what I should see next, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. Before we start, I wanted to kick off May by celebrating Asian American and Pacific Island Heritage Month. All of my reviews, rants, and randomness in this episode will feature actors, directors, writers, musicians, and comedians who are part of the AAPI community. According to the AsianPacificHeritage.gov website, the month of May was chosen to commemorate the immigration of the first Japanese people to the United States on May 7, 1843, and to mark the anniversary of the completion of the Transcontinental Railroad on May 10, 1869, whom the majority of workers to lay the tracks were Chinese immigrants. Now, coming off award season, there's a ton of buzz around everything everywhere all at once. Unfortunately, Showtime is the only premium service that I don't have, so I haven't been able to watch it, but I'm really excited to, because everyone I've spoken to has either said they love it, or it was too weird for them. So I can't wait to throw my hat in the ring. Also, I really like the work of Michelle Yeoh, and if you're a fan out there, the Criterion Channel has a starring Michelle Yeoh collection, which features Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Police Story 3, Super Cop, The Stunt Woman, Royal Warriors, and a couple more. It's really worth the subscription. On to the main attraction. Each review will end with a ranking out of five stars. One star is Skip It, two stars Watch at Your Own Risk, three stars Standard Fair, four stars Worth Checking Out, and five stars Must See. Now, if I give a title five stars, it doesn't mean I'm comparing it to Casablanca, Jaws, or Seinfeld. I rank titles based on other movies or TV series in that genre and at that time period. On this episode of the podcast, I'll be reviewing Parasite from 2019. So how'd I miss it? Well, I don't often venture into the world of foreign films. Yes, I am a typical American who doesn't like to read my movies. But also, I'm a visual person, so I find it tough to connect with the emotion of a scene when I'm paying attention to the subtitles and not the expressions on the actors' faces. But I've been on a recent kick where I've watched a couple of dramatic films from Mexico, Spain, Morocco, so this couldn't have come at a better time. It was directed by Bong Joon-ho. He was born in Daegu, South Korea, but the family relocated to Seoul when he was in elementary school. He majored in sociology at Yonsei University. He served in the military for two years, as required by the South Korean government. He enrolled in the Korean Academy of Film Arts and directed the shorts Incoherence, White Man, and Memories in My Frame. For the next decade, he worked in various roles on film productions. He made his feature directorial debut with Barking Dogs Never Bite, which won the Frapensi Prize at the Hong Kong International Film Festival, the High Hopes Award at the Munich Film Festival, and Excellence in Editing and Grand Jury Prize at the Slamdance Film Festival. 
but it would be his next feature, Memories of a Murder, that brought commercial and critical success, leading to the big-budget monster movie The Host. His breakthrough in America would be Snowpiercer. Based on a graphic novel, it starred Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, and Octavia Spencer. The screenplay was co-written by the director and Han Jin Won, who was also the assistant director on Okja and second assistant director on Take Point. It stars Sung Jang Ho, Zhang Hai Jin, Choi Woo Shik, and Park Sodan as the Kim family, and Lee Sun Kyun, Cho Yo Jung, Jung Ji So, and Jung Hyun Jun as the Park family. This is something to look out for. If the gym looks familiar, it was used in the quarantine sequence of another Bong Joon-ho-directed film, The Host. So let's jump into it. The Kim family lives in a basement apartment among the stink bugs with a view of the city streets. They steal Wi-Fi from the upstairs neighbor and panic every time the lady changes her password. Chung Suk has been hired by Pizza Generation, and the family folds the orange and green boxes together, watching online videos for tips to do the job faster. The CEO of Pizza Generation complains that the boxes aren't folded properly, and dock 10% of their pay for hurting their brand image. The Kim's son, Ki-woo, attempts to bargain with the boss. They'll accept the penalty if she hires him part-time in place of a worker who went AWOL. Ki-woo's friend, Min-huk, stops by the house with a gift from his grandfather, a scholar's rock, which is said to bring material wealth to families. When the friends go out drinking, Min-huk tells Ki-woo that he'll be leaving to study abroad and wants him to take over as an English tutor for a high school sophomore, Park Dehai. The family is rich and the job pays well. Ki-woo's sister, Ki-jung, is an artistic designer and helps forge a resume to impress the Park family, and, with the recommendation from Min-huk, they decide to hire him as a replacement tutor. The Park's house is impressive, designed by famous architect Nam-gung, during a conversation with the matriarch of the family, Choi Young-jo, she mentions that her son, Da-sung, is an artist by nature, but they can't hold on to art teachers for more than a month. Ki-woo tells her that he knows of a woman named Jessica, who studied applied arts at Illinois State University, and has since returned to Korea. She's in high demand but might be interested in teaching her son, and will bring her over for a consultation. Ki-woo introduces his sister, Ki-jung, to the family under the guise of Jessica. She convinces them that she's an expert in the arts and gets hired. Little by little, the rest of the Kims become integrated into the Park clan, without the knowledge of their familial relationship. But living off the lap of luxury comes at a price. Here's a quote without context. They are nice because they are rich. Parasite was an intriguing movie. It never lost my interest, had great pacing, it's amazing how dark humor translates. The way that the Kim family started to scheme their way into the park's lives was enjoyable to watch. It was really well shot. The greatest compliment I can give a director is I didn't even notice the camera. The house was beautifully built. The property's landscape was exquisite. It's really a pretty film. Now for a little trivial trivia. This film is the third to win the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival and the Academy Award for Best Picture. The other two are The Lost Weekend from 1945 and Marty a decade later. Parasite was filmed at Goyang Aqua Studio in South Korea. The cinematography was captured by Hung Kyung Poyo, whose filmography includes Snowpiercer, The Wailing, Burning, and Deliver Us from Evil. It was edited by Jim No Yang, who worked on Snowpiercer, Believer, Peninsula, and the series Hellbound. 
The score was composed by Jung Jae-il, who wrote the music for Ogjia, Take Point, and the Netflix series Squid Game. The soundtrack featured songs by Gianni Morandi, Handel, and star Choi Woo-shik. The runtime is 2 hours 12 minutes. It had a budget of $15 million and grossed $263 million at the box office. It was nominated for six Oscars at the 2020 Academy Awards, winning for Best International Feature Film, Best Original Screenplay, Best Achievement in Directing, and Best Motion Picture of the Year. I give it 4.5 out of 5 stars. Add half a star if you enjoy foreign films. Definitely one of the best I've watched. If you've seen Parasite and have opinions on the movie, let me know what you think using the hashtag MattWatchThat. Moving right along. Each episode, I'm going to post clips that I think people should watch. It could be movie trailers, music videos, interviews, or something completely random. Search for my YouTube page and there will be a playlist called Matt Watch That Playback. Metallica is one of the most influential bands in heavy metal. Their signature aggressive sound mixed with mainstream sensibilities ushered in a new wave in music that was a fixture on MTV. You know, when they did that kind of thing. Kirk Hammett was born and raised in the Bay Area. He's mixed race, with his mother being Filipino, while his father has English, German, and Scottish heritage. When he was 15, he bought his first guitar, a 1978 Fender Stratocaster. He formed Exodus, a thrash metal band with high school classmates. He played on their first two demos, and in 1982, they opened for Metallica at Old Waldorf in San Francisco. A year later, he was asked to audition for the band when they kicked out lead guitarist Dave Mustaine, who would go on to form Megadeth. When Kirk nailed the solo in Seek and Destroy, he was offered the position. The first album he played on was 1984's Ride the Lightning, and contributed to half of its songs. It was followed up with Master of Puppets, which included the title track and Damage Inc., written by all four members. While on tour, tragedy struck the band when bassist Cliff Burton was killed when their tour bus slid off the road and overturned. As the story goes, there was an argument over sleeping arrangements, and when Cliff drew the Ace of Spades, he picked Kirk's bunk to sleep in. After Injustice for All with new bassist Jason Newstead, Metallica released their self-titled album in 1991, also known as The Black Album, featuring their biggest hit, Enter Sandman, which was taken from a riff that Kirk wrote. It went to number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100, and the single achieved gold status. The album would sell over 22 million copies. In 1999, the song was used as the entrance music for Yankees closer Mariano Rivera. It would also be used to torture prisoners by American interrogators during the Iraq War. The second one. In 2002, he was the recipient of Guitar World's Hall of Fame Award. In 2003, he was ranked number 11 on the 100 Greatest Guitarists of All Time from Rolling Stone. In 2004, he was named Best Guitarist at the California Music Awards. As part of Metallica, they've won eight Grammy Awards and were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2009. Their latest album, 72 Seasons, was released on April 14th and was their 12th album to chart in Billboard's Top 10. An avid fan of horror since watching The Day of the Trifids, he created Kirk Von Hammett's Fear Festival, an annual horror convention held in San Francisco. He also wrote the book Too Much Horror Business, which features his personal collection of horror memorabilia. I've selected a few clips featuring the Fleet Finger guitarist and some of his memorable licks. They're all available in the Matt Watch That playback playlist on YouTube. Check it out. 
Now it's time for the recommendation. Yes, that's the word recommendation with Matt in the middle. I'm going to end each podcast with my own recommendation of a movie or TV series. Today I'm talking about Always Be My Maybe. It was directed by Nanachka Khan, who created and executive produced Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, Fresh Off the Boat, and Young Rock. She also worked on the series Pepper Ann, Malcolm in the Middle, and American Dad. It co-stars Ali Wong. After graduating from the University of California, Los Angeles, she started in stand-up and soon appeared on The Tonight Show, Comedy Underground, Chelsea Lately, and Best Week Ever. She was a writer on Fresh Off the Boat and appeared as a series regular on American Housewife. And Randall Park, another graduate of the University of California, Los Angeles, he founded a theater company with Michael Galamaco and began doing stand-up before their shows. He would bounce between shooting shorts and appearing in one-off episodes before being cast in Veep. The next year, he would have his breakthrough role on Fresh Off the Boat. Always Be My Maybe is about Sasha Tran and Marcus Kim, a pair of childhood friends growing up in San Francisco who, after a brief fling in their teen years, have a falling out. Fifteen years later, Sasha is a successful sous chef who moves back to the Bay Area to open a restaurant. She's renovating the house, and her assistant, Veronica, calls on Kim and Son, where Marcus works as an electrician for his father, but aspires to be a rapper. The pair reconnects, but will they remain just friends, or will their past passions be reignited? It also features performances from Daniel Day Kim, Charlene Yee, and Keanu Reeves. It was co-written by the stars, along with Michael Galamaco, who scribed episodes of the crime fantasy series Grimm and the short Dragon of Love, which starred Randall Park. It's a romantic comedy. Remember those? It's got a lot of great one-liners about modern society. There are a couple of awkward moments in lieu of a real punchline, which is a pet peeve of mine. Being awkward isn't a joke. Write something funny. But it's limited to a couple of places and works well. I've always liked Ali Wong and Randall Park, and this certainly showcases their talents. But what's worth the price of admission is Keanu Reeves, who absolutely steals the scenes. Always Be My Maybe is currently streaming on Netflix. That's all for this edition of Matt Watch That. Thanks for listening to me babble. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Matt Sarosky. You can subscribe to my YouTube page where I'll post videos and clips from the show. If you have any opinions on what I've discussed, or suggestions as to what movie or TV pilot I should see, use the hashtag MattWatchThat on social. Head over to MattSaroski.com for the latest news and updates, and come back next time for the reviews, rants, and randomness. Parasite was filmed at, oh boy, that's me knowing I have to look up how to pronounce this. The cinematography was captured by Hung Kyung Poyo, whose filmography includes Swim swim Maker. (laughs) If you've seen Paradise, nope, I knew I was going to do that at least once. Which won the Frenchie Prize at the, I gotta see how you say it. All of my reviews, rants, and randomness in this episode will feature actors, directors, writers, musicians, and comedians who are part of the AAPI community. Ooh, I lost my breath. They opened for Metallica at Old Warlo- War- Warlord and Barbarian. The powers of pain.
A year later, he was asked to audition for the band when they kicked out lead guitarist Dave Mustaine. <laughs> I have too many bloopers from this episode. <laughs> 